It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off the Leash. And g'day from JT. We're on a different day uh, with this Queen's uh, birthday week. Uh, we're on a Wednesday for Off the Leash and welcome to our program. Let's welcome from GRV, Molly Haynes. How are you, Molly? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Andrew Copley, how are you, Andy? Going well, thank you, John. Great to be on the show once again. And it's been a big week for Victorian greyhounds as we make headlines right around Australia and even overseas. Let's start with the Group 1 Gold Cup heats up in Brisbane, Andrew. There were a couple of upsets last Thursday night to say the least. There certainly were. So Robert Britton's Star Litter Brothers, Tornado Tears and Rip and Sam both started as odds-on favourites in their respective heats, but they actually both got rolled. Uh, they struck their fair share of interference in the run, finished third, but fortunately the first four greyhounds across the line in each, in each heat make it through to this Thursday night's final, which is worth over $100,000. Now, while they did get beat, John and Molly, there's no doubt that Tornado Tears and Rip and Sam are the best stays in Australia right now. However, the facts are they are still quite young. Um, they wouldn't have travelled a lot and certainly hadn't raced at Albion Park before. But I can reveal that they are both staying up in Queensland this week, so they should show plenty of improvement. Just looking at the toad odds... Uh, Tornado Tears is at $1.75 favouritism despite being beaten in his heat ahead of Rip and Sam at $3. Benali, who beat Rip and Sam leading all the way in his heat, he's also from the Robert Britton Kennel at $8. And how about this for value? Jalapeno, the Queenslander, the quickest heat winner, Tab has opened him up at $18 for Tony Appap, the trainer up there. Very well respected, so he looks terrific value. And Molly, it's not just about the Gold Cup this Thursday night at Albion Park because there's also the Group 3 Flying Amy Classic and another Victorian has made it through to that final as well. There sure is. So the Fly Flying Amy Classic has run over the 520 metre distance and a greyhound I'm a pretty big fan of. Hasten Slowly, trained by Jeff Britton and Angela Langton. He's a Fernando Bale, just like Tornado Tears and Rip and Sam. He's out of Heidi Go Seek and I was a huge fan of her when she was racing around being involved with her in WA. But Hasten Slowly's drawn box one in the final and I really think it's going to be to his advantage. After his railing efforts in the heats, which saw him do everything wrong, he still ran on for third. Hasten Slowly is currently the TAB's $2.20 favourite to take out the Flying Amy Classic. And we'll certainly go better from uh, from box number one, as will Tornado Tears and Ripping Sam in the Brisbane Gold Cup after they have had their hit out last week. All right, still plenty of action in the state, guys. Mossman Classic, one of those uh, three-week series which really uh, test both... Uh, both Greyhound and Trainer. Victoria have a strong hand. My Redeemers, the uh, the tab favourite at $2.80, an equal favourite with a very smart pup called Beach Unleashed. Yeah, that's right, John. So two semis will run on Saturday night, and the first four will make up this Saturday night's final. The Peter Musman Classic is a race for male Greyhounds aged 27 months or younger, so some really hot young dogs have been racing in this series. My Redeemer, as you mentioned, John, 
He exited box eight in his eight, which is a tricky box mm. at Wentworth Park. However, he won in 29.64, three lengths quicker than the other semi-final winner, Beast Unleashed. So he's certainly, uh, he's probably the one to beat on form, but he does have box number five in the final, which will make it tough. I'm really looking forward to this clash between My Redeemer and Beast Unleashed. My Redeemer in five, Beast Unleashed in box three. Beast Unleashed actually bred in Victoria, trained in New South Wales. And My Redeemer, Technically, although there's a, a third along his form line, he's technically going for his 11th straight win. That third placing came in the speed star where he actually won his one-on-one match race against the classy Elevated, but because he ran the third quickest time in the Bill Collins speed star series, he, it comes up as a third. But Molly, my redeemer never started from box five before, but you have been doing a bit of research on his history and what can you tell us? Well, from his his ten wins have seen him jump from box six on four occasions, from box six on four occasions and win those those races. So the inside, uh, I mean the middle, like the inside of the track, really does not bother him. And look, I re- I'm really excited to see how this race pans out. Absolutely, and one other Victorian making it through, Chiefs Empire for Darren Brown up at Lara. So at Graham with plenty of early speed, he's drawn in box six. The third favourite at $4.40 behind My Redeemer and Beast Unleash, who, as you mentioned, John, are both at $2.80. What a ripping race it's going to be on Saturday night. Look forward to all the action from Wentworth Park. Now, one of the great races around the Greyhound calendar is the uh, the Silver Collar, the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar, over there in New Zealand. Let's have a listen to what happened on Sunday afternoon. And we're away. A slow away there, Christiane Cyborg. Early speed trip to Eden. Underneath, ring the bell out wider. There is Dusty Gambler. A length back there, Talabunguga. They'll follow their translator. Just getting a check, Argus Filchin. Last of all, their pirate skirts just in front of a couple translator. They come past me the first time. Ring the bell. In front, out wider. There we go to Dusty Gambler. Trip to Eden. Down on the inside is Talabungugas. Christiane Cyborg working nicely. Then we go back there to translator. They'll follow their by Argus Filcher, last of all, Pirates Curse. Round the outside goes the Gambler. Dusty Gambler finds the lead from Ring the Bell. Then we go to Trip to Eden. Christiane Cyborg, they're followed back there by Talabunguga. Further back still uh, there, so they swing, but up they come. Dusty Gambler out wide. Ring the Bell. Boom, boom, he's home. Ring the Bell. Dusty Gambler, Christiane Cyborg, followed back there by Trip. And that was the way it played out on Sunday afternoon. And Molly, a Victorian Greyhound, achieved a world first uh, by winning that race. Ring the Bell, take Taking out New Zealand's most prestigious race, the Silver Collar, for unbelievably the second time. Yes, his consecutive, second consecutive Silver Collar. And that run was absolutely fantastic. It's really one that you need to see to believe. Mm. I think coming from uh, leading and then, you know, Getting having headed. Dusty, ga- yeah, Dusty uh, Gambler, I should say, um, pass him and then to come again. It's fantastic for this old timer. Um, the race is held over the 717 metre distance in New Zealand, like we mentioned. And it is the, it's longer than any other staying distance in Australia. And Andrew, Ring the Bell wasn't the only former Victorian to do well in that race. Yeah, that's right, Molly. Actually, Victorian trained greyhounds or former Victorian trained greyhounds filled the trifecta. Ring the Bell, of course, bred in Gippsland and still owned by the four frothy singlet in Gippsland that that they are just absolutely over the moon there, those guys. I there. believe they're actually on course. Yes, I <laughs> noticed that actually on the, uh, the vision. And of course, Dusty Gambler and Trip to Eden would be greyhounds that our listeners would probably be familiar with because they were both trained here in Victoria by Shona Thompson. But Molly, $88,000 in prize money for this race, which is huge for New Zealand. 
but that's not the only reason that this race is very special. No, it's not. Look, the Group 1 Silver Collar is the most sought-after greyhound race in New Zealand, and its history is some of, some of the richest greyhound racing has to offer. Now, it dates back to 1970. At the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club, they gifted a greyhound to Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. Now, in return, Prince Philip donated a silver engraved collar to the club. Now, each year, the winner of the silver collar earns the right to momentarily wear the silver collar. Just for a photo opportunity with connections. Now this collar comes out, like I said, once a year. The remaining 364 days, it is kept in the club's bank vault. It truly is the crown jewel of New Zealand greyhound racing and I am so glad we've had ties to ring the bell to watch him win two consecutive silver collars. And it's been a great old chase to ring the bell and may he continue to race with gusto. You're tuned to Off the Leash here on RSN 927. Let's hit the phones and have a chat to GRV's Louise Martin. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. Hi Louise, welcome to Off the Leash. How are you? I'm good, thanks, John. How are you? Well, thanks, Louise. Now, could you tell our listeners about your new special friend? Oh, my new friend, her name, her formal name is Princess, but we like to refer to her as Prinny. She has four legs and a very long tail, and I think she has her makeup done daily. She's the most beautiful member of our family. A bit skinny. I have told her that all, you know, all the women in our family are a bit more on the fat side, and she's a bit skinny, but Princess is her name. Now, Lou... You are a wonderful advocate for the greyhound breed, but I'm going to dob you in here because that wasn't always the case. I remember when you walked into GRV two and a half years ago and one of the first things I heard you say was that greyhounds are ugly. What's changed? Oh, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) I I forever (laughs) apologise. I I spent, before I came to work with greyhound racing in Victoria, I spent most of my life as a public servant, probably about 18 years, and I've had pet beagles. Never before have I had a greyhound. And honestly, I knew nothing about them. It was just a, a, pre, um, a pre-thought before I started working with greyhound racing in Victoria. And as I said, I forever apologise. I just <laughs> absolutely adore the breed now. They are just an amazing friend to the human being. Well, we certainly forgive you, Lou. You've, you've made up for it. You've adopted Princess. And look, somehow the breed's won you over. Uh, can I ask... You've decided to adopt Princess some weeks back or a few months back now. What was the turning point? When the, What made you decide, yep, this is the pet for me? Oh, I think because I was trying to steal everyone's dogs when I went to the track and asked <laughs> if they were retired or not. Um, and really, it was, it was a very, it wasn't a quick decision. I needed to get the right um, friend for myself and the dog needed to suit me. So um, it, was, it was about personality. It was about the right fit. And uh, also, because I work, you know, long hours, I didn't, you know, I wanted the dog to actually be able to be adapting to my lifestyle as much as I was adapting to hers. But honestly, when I saw her, I just fell in love with her. <laughs> now, she has become a bit of a, somewhat of a mascot in the office at GRV in, in West Melbourne. We see her most days. Uh, take us through what is a typical day in the life of Princess. Well, I have to confess she sleeps in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> So sometimes on the bed, but, you know, mostly just beside the bed. So it's up early in the morning and I live in the country. As you know, I've got a rather large house in the country on the beach and then I've got a very tiny unit in Collingwood. So she has to be very adaptable. Um, and uh, so of the morning she gets up and, and I put her out much to her dismay. She thinks she should come into the kitchen and eat, but I do put her downstairs to have a meal. 
and then we pop into the car of a Monday normally and drive two and a half hours to Melbourne. In the office she comes and comes to many meetings. She's very good at agendas these days. She, she, <laughs> she knows when to be quiet and when not to be quiet. Most of the time she's quiet. Uh, and, uh, you know, in and out I go from the office and I do have staff such as yourself and um, my dear dear friend Ian Haberfield takes her, he takes her out. He hasn't got a dog. I'm trying to persuade him to get one because he's got a unit. And he goes out into the, to the streets and um, there she is and she walks to the Gap Cafe and she has a bit of toast and Vegemite and comes back and then we have lunch. And Basically, she just walks with me all day, wherever I go, any meeting, regardless of who's coming to the meeting and, and who's not. I have Princess with me. Now, it sounds like she has worked herself pretty well into your very busy daily life, but tell me about those characteristics that Princess shows that you're really looking for in a greyhound when you're looking to adopt. Well, for a start, I don't walk, you know, 10 kilometres a day, so I needed a dog that didn't nag me about exercise. I did have a beagle prior, and beagles are very naggy dogs. Not, no offence to the breed, I'm all good about all breeds. I needed um, a dog that um, was good around little ones, and I have three um, granddaughters. One is a baby, and uh, I can tell you that they just walk all over Princess, and I worry that, um, you know, like they think all dogs are going to be like her, but only greyhounds are. And um, I needed also one that liked, was good with old people, because my dad's 19 years with us, so I needed a dog that was, was adaptable to all circumstances. And uh, she just is, and she's kind. I mean, she's in my heart, I have to tell you. She's my dear, dear friend. She's not a dog. She's an extension of our family. She's like another human. And uh, the the thing that surprises me about the breed so much is they are so smart, right? They just get you. And I'm a bit crazy, and she gets my craziness. (laughs) (laughs) And she gets my craziness. But she also knows when to be still. I just can't explain it. There's just a... um, they say I've got my dog syndrome because I always talk about my dog, but it, she's just got that beautiful nature. She sure does. And on an interesting note as well, little Irene that I brought into the studio a couple of weeks ago, Princess is actually Irene's mum. So we've kept it mm. quite close in the family. But um, look, usually when um, greyhounds are adopted, the trainers or past owners' contact details are handed to the gap owners. And I know that Lou has kept in contact with her uh, with Princess's former racing owner, which is Angela Langton. So, Lou, why did you choose to keep in contact with Angela? And uh, look, I I know how much it means to her. I can only imagine you see that too. Well, God bless Angela. She obviously puts a lot of love in her dogs because. Princess came pre-packaged and full of love. She, I had, I've done no training on this dog. I could, people say to me, your dog's very well behaved. I said, hmm, yes, she is, but don't thank me for that. Thank Angela. And I have to say, it's cemented, as you know, um, we had a member of our family pass away from cancer a few, a year and a bit ago now, and it was very difficult for our family. And, you know, Angela is, um, I think she's a cancer researcher as well. But, yep, she is. And, and so she's a very sensitive woman and, and very articulate woman. And it cemented a friendship between us. If we don't, if I, if I see Angela at the track, it's always, I never talk about a dog racing. Unfortunately, I probably should. She says to me, how's Princess? I say, oh, look, she's good. Here's some photos. And I thank her very much. And I mean, with all sincerity for Angela bringing Princess into my life and the life of my family because at a time when we really needed to have loving and a time we really needed to be um, have gentleness in our life, uh, up pops 
princess, and thanks to Angela, she was she came like that. As I said, she was prepackaged. Yes, yeah, she sure was. Now, you've given us so many positives about Princess and the Greyhounds as a breed, but in a nutshell, why would you recommend adopting a Greyhound? Well, they're no fuss. You know, you've just got to love them. If you've got love in your heart, you should have a Greyhound. If you don't, don't bother. They uh, are a beautiful um, animal to um, be with. They don't shed hair, well, a little bit, but not much. They, uh, she's toilet trained. So, I mean, I think I've not seen a dog that's not toilet trained. The greyhounds in our office, as you know, are here all the time. Uh, the thing is about their intelligence is that they are that. They, that they, they tell you what they need to do and then you do it. Um, I would just recommend them for all families that would like a little bit more love in their lives or who would like their children to learn about respect and caring for an animal. And... I will never not have a greyhound. No, oh, I agree. Now, um, you said you'll never have, um, never not have a greyhound, and it is said that greyhounds can be a little bit addictive. I know I, um, I have plenty at home. Do you think you'll end up getting another greyhound in the future? <laughs> I'd love Irene. <laughs> but, look, my husband's an accountant, and don't, don't, don't. That's not a bad thing. I'm not going against all accountants, but. He was very reserved about getting a dog. We don't want a dog. We don't need a dog. We've got busy lives. Don't not have a dog. The other day he said to me, do you know, I think Princess is a bit lonely. I think we need another one. And I went, yeah, okay, we're addicted. Probably we will get another one. But I would go back to Angela in a second and say, what do you recommend? Because um, you have to be careful. Princess is seven and a half. She's going to live to 17, isn't she, Molly? Yes, she will. (laughs) (laughs) That she will. Lou, thank you so much for sharing your story about Princess. And um, I know I speak for Andrew as well, and we've loved seeing Princess and your relationship blossom in the office. Thank you. Good on you. Everyone should adopt a greyhound. (laughs) (laughs) That's the key message. You love them. Yes, we do. Thank you so much, Lou. We really appreciate your time. Thanks, Lou. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. With uh, JT Molly Haynes and Andrew Copley from GRV. Andrew, uh, Watchdog. How has the uh, the Watchdog been performing? They had a big afternoon at sale on Sunday, I understand. Certainly did, John. From On the 12 race card, the Watchdog picked seven winners, which is a huge effort. Among them was Dino Smidge, which paid $3.90, and CJ Ace, which paid $3.30. So a terrific night out there at sale. And, of course, for your free form guides and expert selections for all Victorian Greyhound race meetings, simply go to the website, fasttrack.grv.org.au forward slash watchdog. Download free of charge, great resource, putters, litter of the week, Molly. Most interested, uh, who have you identified this week? Now, I have to admit a little bit of a conflict of interest with okay, this one, yes. but this is an April 2018 Aussie Infrared Until Tuesday litter. They're about six weeks old. And the reason it's a bit of a conflict for me is I've actually got Until Tuesday's mother. Until mm-hmm. then, on my couch at home, I had her in Western Australia with Linda Britton, so I've followed this line like there is no tomorrow. Like I said, they are bred and owned by Glenn Rounds. Um, Until Tuesday 
say is a Brett Lee until then. So this is the Casey's Angel line. So Spiral Nikita, Leprechaun Yap, which comes all the way back to the Bartolo's line in Lara. So it is royal bloodlines that are coming out of this litter. Until Tuesday, had four dogs and six females. Now I spoke to Glenn Rounds yesterday and he said the litter are looking absolutely fantastic. And he did say that he is open to suggestions on um, possibly purchasing some pups. I think he was more looking along the female side. He wanted to keep the dogs, but um, yes, he couldn't couldn't really give me too much more information. But if you want to have a look at the litters that are born in Victoria, refer to our Greyhound Monthly for more information. So the contact details are also there. So you just log on to grv.org.au and click on the Greyhound Monthly magazine to see the latest litters. All right, Molly, before we wrap up this edition of Off the Leash, Gap Dog of the Week. Now, his name is Bao. He's three years old. He's a beautiful white and blue male. He raced 17 times as Lord Flashheart. He was trained by Neil Baker. Now, his um, gap profile says that he loves food and he would do absolutely anything for a treat. Although he can get a little bit overwhelmed at times, he's looking for a home that can show him the wonders of the world one step at a time, but Bow features in an instalment of Gap's Facebooks from Elite Greyhounds to Champion Pets video series. They are absolutely hilarious. So if you want to check out these videos, and Bow, I believe, is swinging in a hammock, um, <laughs> go to Gap's Facebook page, which is at Greyhound Adoption Program Vic. And Andrew, the adoption event is this weekend. Could you provide us one last time with some more information on this two-day event? Yes, absolutely, Molly. So anyone keen to learn more about the greyhound breed and interact with some greyhounds firsthand, come along to Seymour this Friday or Saturday, the 15th and 16th of June. And to register for this event, simply go to the website gap.grv.org.au. It promises to be a wonderful two-day event. If you head there, you'll come home with a Gap dog, guaranteed. (laughs) Just about. Yeah, pretty much. There's 80 dogs available as well throughout the two days. Fantastic initiative. Head up to uh, to see more this Friday and Saturday. Hey, guys, that's all we've got time for on this week's episode of Off the Leash. We're back to our normal time of, of Tuesday next week. You have a good week, Greyhound Racing. Thanks, John. Thank you. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.